the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Love is in the air, everywhere I look around. Oh yeah, baby, little love. Love is in the air, every sight and every sound. You smell it in the air. And I don't know if I'm being fooled. In the kitchen while you're cooking to your loved one. Don't know if I'm being wise. Or you have those roses but in the car coming home. Maybe you're inhaling some dark chocolate. Maybe it's a dog biscuit you're bringing to Fido. Happy San Valentino Day! Here in New York City, February the 14th, 2022, the day after the Super Bowl. And uh, love is in the air. Now, you know, if you're married, then that's that's easy. Uh, you know who your Valentine is. If you're, you know, involved with a serious relationship, that's easy who your Valentine is. But now, I say it's easy, but it's not that easy. I mean, for me, I have. I'm going to make this very personal. You know, my favorite s- subject is AAA, all about Arthur. For me, I have a brand new Valentine. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, Marianne obviously is always my Valentine, but I have a brand new Valentine. She's two and a half months old, and it's my daughter, Ariana. Happy Valentine's Day to my little daughter. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I, you know, I'm old-fashioned, so I have two sons. There's no Valentines between me and my sons. There's Valentines between my sons and their mom, and now they're my sons and their daughter. But, you know, it's, in my opinion, it's, uh, it, 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 they're different roads that we're on. Um, and if you don't, you know, I can remember one or two Valentines that I didn't have anyone to hang out with and I wound up having fun. I don't know what I did. I went to a bar. I, I, of course, I'm always socializing. So for those of you who are about to cook a special meal for their loved ones, which is I've done that for Marianne on several occasions, just make sure you put a little extra love in it, a little extra oomph in it. And then and even if you put some extra calories in it. You can go on the New York Post app right now, and there was an ad, there was a, an article posted a little earlier today, quote, these sex positions will help you burn the most calories on Valentine's Day. And yes, as only the New York Post can report, you guys know what the Fitbit watch is? I wear one to see how many steps I do and how much, how much sleep I get, et cetera, et cetera. Well, uh, this company uh, called From Mars gave 112 couples Fitbit watches, and they left them to, to make love in a number of wild and wacky ways. And if you read into the, whole, <laughs> into the whole article, it will tell you which way you can go to burn off all of those calories that you may put on at your Valentine's Day meal. Or you could, you know, watch a movie and <laughs> sit on the couch. Um, someone who clearly is not sitting on the couch these days is Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, you know, some folks have told me that, you know, oh, I, 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 first of all, I'm still flabbergasted by how many people listen to this show. I went into uh, my local pub in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, O'Sullivan's on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. I usually go in and get Eddie's uh, famous Bloody Marys, but I just went with a little Coors Light just because the Bloody Mary gives you a little agita. And to my surprise, he's like, oh, I'm loving your show. I'm listening to it on a regular basis. I think you're great, et cetera, et cetera. But he, amongst others, say, you know, oh, you know, you're really, 
giving uh, the mayor a very uh, soft landing or a lot of cushing in your remarks about him. Well, I'm not the only one because this afternoon the New York Times came out with a whole expose. Um, I think her name is, well, it's G-L-U-E-C-K, Gluck, Katie Gluck. She's the main Metro reporter for the Times, who is supposed to be obviously objective, but she gave him a beautiful piece that just came out, quote, The Zen Mayor, How Eric Adams Mixes Tough Talk with Spinach Smoothies. And it really is a very nice article. Uh, It's a nice Valentine's Day piece for him. And, you know, she basically talks about his regiment and what uh, he does on a daily basis, a little different from uh, Mayor de Blasio. You know, Mayor de Blasio caught all kinds of heat for going to the gym uh, down back in, in Park Slope, Brooklyn, to his original gym to, you know, show the love to Brooklyn, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the former Brooklyn Borough President, he has a little gym set up in the uh, in City Hall uh, where he says he is only working out like 20 to 30 minutes a day. Uh, there's some weights in there. There's a exercise bike. And then apparently there's like a little um, kitchen in City Hall where uh, he's got one of those Nutribullet machines where he throws in some kale and some spinach and some blueberries and then some special powder. And, uh, you know, that's that's his regimen is eating those foods and, and maintaining his physical health regimen. And then he also does this uh, meditating thing 20 minutes in the morning, and I think it was a half an hour in the evening. Look, whether he's a good mayor or not, those are great uh, he's leading by example, and those are great examples for us to follow. Now, there is a big divide in Arthur Idala's way of living life and Eric Adams' way of living life. And it comes down to two words. You ready? Don't crash. Don't burn the pot roast. Well, you're not going to eat pot roast. Maybe a leg of lamb. I don't know. What would you make tonight? I know I made Marianne once. I'm pretty sure I made a lamb, even though she doesn't love lamb, but I got in trouble for that. But that's okay. Olive oil. He's not a big proponent of olive oil. He says it's, it's very high in calories. Now, it is very high in calories. You know what else is very high in calories? You probably don't know this. Is the cream mate, the, the, the cream, you know, the stuff that you put in that never goes bad. Coffee mate. One little tablespoon is like 35 calories. That's a lot. When you start seeing people, it's like they pour in enough that it's, you might as well have a beer. It's 100 calories if it's Amstel Light, 95 calories. But, um, yeah, he says, no, I, he doesn't do olive oil because it's too high in calories. Listen, folks, no disrespect there, Mr. Mayor. Olive oil's been around forever, and if you see the way my mom and dad look because they guzzle it by the gallon, uh, olive oil is very good for you. I think it even drives your cholesterol rate down. But he is correct. If you're concerned with weight loss, it's not the way to go. And there was a time where I was concerned with weight loss. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm always conscious of it. But there are times where I go on these benders where I got to lose weight. And I do have a salad with a little bit of protein. And all I do is put red wine vinegar without the olive oil. Um, but Adams made a comment, and this is all in this Times piece, that he feels like the olive oil companies are the ones out there saying that olive oil is good for you. I I respectfully disagree, Mr. Mayor. But, you know, he wrote a book about his um, food habits and about his diet habits. And in the book, he actually directly uh, attacks, actually, soul food. And he directs this whole area to the African-American community saying, listen, the the base of a soul food diet is not one that's going to make you any healthier, and he, you know, and he tells them what to substitute for certain items on the on the soul food menu, but uh, you know he's committed. He was committed. I didn't realize when he was Brooklyn Borough President, he tried to do Meatless Monday, or he did do Meatless Mondays, and now he's doing Vegan Fridays, um, and. You know, I'm going to have on, hopefully one day this week, I'm going to have on Carol Alt, the supermodel, who has written several books about diet. And I I got a chance to speak with her uh, right before the weekend. Because one thing Carol's always uh, instilled in me is, you know, whatever diet regimen that you're on, you know, if you fall off. So if you're Eric Adams and you have a piece of fish or even you have a piece of meat, like it's not the end of the world. Just, you know, get back on the horse and keep on riding. Um, there were no horses at the Super Bowl yesterday, um, but there was a, a tremendous game, I thought. I was rooting hard for the Bengals, only because everyone else was rooting uh, or was predicting that the Rams were going to win. And uh, But, you know, the game has become more less about the game and more about the commercials and more about the halftime show. 
So I have a great guest who's going to come on. He's a friar with me at the Friars Club. His name is Bill McCuddy. He, um, he's basically a media, he's on the media all the time. He's a media critic. And uh, he was on Fox 5 with me. He was on the Fox News Channel with me. So we'll break down a little bit about what you can see on the commercials, a little bit about what uh, the halftime show looked like. So just stay tuned. So remember when you were in your teens? I know for many of us that's a long time ago. But back then you thought you were invincible. I still kind of think I'm invincible, but not so much. I mean, you know, the the lower back hurts after shoveling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that rationale applies to all of us, that we think we're invincible. But let's face it, folks, we're not. And when you're healthy, you don't think about being not healthy. But it's when you're healthy that you should think about a power of attorney or a healthcare proxy. We think we can worry about that when we're older or become sick, but nothing is really further than the truth. You want to have those things in place when you could stroll into a lawyer's office at your convenience, make the appropriate appointment, and fill out the paperwork. Sit down, talk to the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan, and they'll tell you what paperwork you need, what you don't need, what instruments you should use, what instruments you shouldn't use, I mean legal instruments. The state or the courts may have to make choices for you if you don't have those documents in place. Is that what you want? I don't think so. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. It's also, in my opinion, essential for you to have, at the very least, a will. So call Connors and Sullivan's attorney at law, Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff. As I said, I send my own clients there. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Eminem singing his most famous tune that he sang yesterday at the Super Bowl halftime show. Now, the Super Bowl halftime show, we're going to talk about that in a second. We're going to talk about the commercials in a second. Um, I want to just tell you that um, the Super Bowl, I've been to a couple, but the one that I went to that really stood out was in February of 2002, so 20 years ago, and it was six months after September 11th. It was a very patriotic event, to say the least, and it was in New Orleans, and because the, um, the football season got pushed back it was either a week or two weeks because of the events of 9-11. Um, Mardi Gras and Super Bowl week overlapped. So it was it was insane. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I remember security was through the roof. Uh, I think we had to get there seriously like around noon for a 6 p.m. game uh, to go through all the security measures that we all went through. But the halftime show was U2, and they were just – you know, it was very different from what you saw yesterday because the country was in a much different place 20 years ago. We were all still mourning and still in shock of the devastation that took place. And, you know, when they played uh, It's a Beautiful Day, uh, MLK, and Where the Streets Have No Name, again, it was much different than yesterday, but it was it was extremely, extremely impactful. Um, yesterday was a different thing regarding the halftime show and and we're in a different place than we were in 20 years ago but why should you listen to me why shouldn't you listen to someone 
who is world-renowned as a someone who focuses on Hollywood and who's a media critic, not only for... I can't read my own handwriting. Bill, who you? Who's the media? I know you. You have the uh, Accutron uh, show that you got this huge podcast. Yeah, but I know you have a great. Yeah, I keep going. I'm also. On it's, and you're on goldderby.com. There it is. I apologize. Goldderby.com. Which, by the way, yesterday ranked the top twelve best football movies, and Rudy was number one. So oh, well, there, uh, there you go. Rudy will bring tears to anyone's eye. Hey, Bill, how are you? Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. I'm I'm just always happy when I'm with Arthur Adela and I'm not being served a subpoena. So I'm just <laughs> thrilled to be here. That's not a problem. That's never going to happen to you, uh, Mr. Law and Order over there. So, Bill, you know, as as you know, because we're basically the same age, um, when we were kids, the football game was about the, the Super Bowl was about the football game. Now the football game is almost secondary, and it's about the commercials and it's about the halftime show. So why don't we start with the commercials and, uh, well, you know, I can tell, tell me you, I didn't f- buy anything. I, of all the things I saw, the closest I came was that Coinbase QR code that wanted me to invest in crypto and was going to give me $15. That crashed or was <laughs> unable to accommodate the incredible uh, – I love the spot. It looked like Pong. Do you remember that video game? And, it, and the yep. QR code is just bouncing around. So you took a picture of that. It was mostly – it was the, easily the most innovative spot of the night. And they promised you $15 you sign up, but, well, it – they couldn't do that. And then finally, they sent me so many apology tweets that uh, I went on today and it offered me $5 instead of 15 So I'm already $10 down in crypto. There you go. Did you, <laughs> did you, did you take any kind of headcount as to how many celebrities were in all of these different commercials? No, but if you were a famous actor and you weren't in a Super Bowl commercial yesterday, you should fire your agent. I mean, everybody from Lindsay Lohan to Pete Davidson to Colin Jost and his wife, ScarJo, uh, it, it was it was pretty incredible. I'm not going to say, because I don't have this fact, whether that was the most celebrities during one Super Bowl, but it comes pretty close, I think. Yeah, for me, the celebrities used to be the frog, bud, wise, zer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the little fake but, animals. They keep dragging these, like like Pacino and Godfather Three. They keep dragging these Clydesdales back. And, yeah. Uh, this one was uh, was so supposed to be. You know, I was touched a little by what you were talking about twenty years ago, the Super Bowl versus the environment we're in now, and and this year it's post pandemic, and and it, apparently that Clydesdale spot directed by uh, an Oscar winner, uh, Chloe Zhao was supposed to be a message about, you know, the, the, the horse fell down, the, the dog ran out, uh, Timmy, uh, Timmy's in the well, the, the lassie comes right. running out, uh, and the horse is saved, and that was supposed to be about all of us coming back after COVID, but I just thought that was way too subtle, so I have to bust this one down to Bud Light, I'm afraid. <laughs> there you go. Um, I... Uh, the, I... Probably the commercial I enjoyed the most, and I thought it was very clever, although it was very uh, uh, movie star or television star oriented, was the Larry David commercial. Yeah, but there again, I mean, Larry David is a really neat, yes, I liked it too. It was very funny, but he's not everybody's cup of tea. And we're talking about the Super Bowl, the largest audience. You know, we get a million people now that watch, there are two million that watch the the Tonight Show, and that's a big deal. We had probably 40 million people watching last night. I haven't seen the follow, the you know, all the numbers. And you kind of have to put a show on for everybody. And Larry David, as much as you and I like him, is an acquired taste. So yes, it was funny to see him in that, and it was a fairly good usage of him. But there's a lot of people in this country going, "Who's that guy?" Yeah. Well, um, there was also a big Lebowski um, kind of tribute commercial with Steve Buscemi in it. Um, that, yeah, again, that was. Uh, for Michelob Ultra. And, yeah, uh, now I'm a huge... what happened to Steve Buscemi. He bought a bowling alley. Uh, and, and, you know, Peyton Manning is a great, great comic. I've seen him do Saturday Night Live. Uh, we, you know, he has humor. And uh, I thought he was a little underutilized in that, but otherwise, uh, Serena Williams at the end just saved that commercial for me. Yeah, and, you and know, she's supposed... good up to that point, too. She's supposed to be John Turturro from... The big Lebowski right. that, played the Jesus that will be lost on a lot of people. But yeah, good for you. I mean, that no, was I was hysterical. Idea. I mean, I was slapping, I was <laughs> slapping my wrist when I saw her walking in. Um, and there was also the um, who I, I love, Tommy Lee Jones, 
Uh, and well, that, he did... that's easily one of my favorite. The two favorite commercials for me were completely different. One was funny, and one was heart, uh, you know, tugging, and they were both for Toyota trucks. Because that those the the brother that helps his Olymp his other brother go to the Olympics when he uses losing his his eyesight yes. uh, could have been so cloying and so terrible and it was just absolutely perfectly done. But it is an example of a lot of Super Bowl spots that you don't know what they're talking about until they put the logo up at the end. Still, I like that spot and I love the one you're talking about, which is called Keeping Up with the Joneses, which has Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live. Good to see she got a gig. Uh, Rashida Jones, who's done tons of sitcoms and movies and tommy it was easily the best usage of curmudgeon tommy lee jones that's ever been that and then they have the jonas brother movies. and then they have the jonas brother pull I, didn't, up. I didn't kill my wife i don't care <laughs> the greatest line in uh, the fugitive i mean and, and you get tommy lee jones and he looks over at nick jonas and he goes i don't know who you are and just drives away that was masterpiece. Now, I thought the one you was going to say pulled on your heartstrings was the brother and sister from The Sopranos. Yeah, I like that a lot. The, the, yeah, the, that was for Chevy Trucks, uh, and that's Robert Eiler and uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler, uh, Meadow and A.J., and uh, I thought it was fine. I mean, you know, the music, they drove the car the same. I'd forgotten that until somebody reminded me, one of my colleagues, that uh, Gandolfini drove uh, a Chevy suburban so it was kind of in the family that they would be driving that for that she would be driving that truck and i'm sure they spent a lot of money for the music and it looked exactly like the opening the sopranos and that was great but i had a better line for the i, I the, there was one of those things where i didn't think the end line paid it off well enough and i thought instead of the choice of a new generation or something uh they should have said something like will the next generation put gas in their truck forget about it you know like <laughs> that was like more sopranos he would have been cute by the way, I should mention that besides being a media critic on all these big websites and all these different platforms, uh, Bill is, is a comic in his own right who often hosts uh, gigs at the Friars Club or at the very least uh, does me a favor and uh, is the master of ceremonies where he's inserting all of his humor. Um, Bill, do you have any clue what some of these commercials cost these, these uh, advertisers? No, it's, but it's price no object. I mean, if you're Alexa and you're going out and hiring Colin Jost and, and Scarlett Johansson and asking them to sit at home and be a husband and wife as they are in real life, uh, you're going to pay, I would ballpark those two at like $5 million. I mean, that's wow. she gets that to get out of bed uh, for anything else. And so, like Serena Williams to dress as John Turturro in The Big Lebowski, what do you think she gets for something like <laughs> yeah. that? Probably in that case, uh, Michelob made a huge donation to, let's say, one of her pet charities, and then also gave her a million dollars. I have no idea how much that spot cost. Bill, can I hold you real quick through the um, through the commercial break, just for a, a, the bottom of the hour? I just want to talk to you a little bit about the halftime show. You okay with that? Yeah, yeah, we're fine with that. And All right, just give me one second. We'll be right back. Lance in better shape after Planet Fitness. I can tell you, I don't think so. But yeah, All let's right. come back and talk about the halftime show. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Empire State Bank, a longtime member of the AM970 family, they have a special service for lawyers. And I will tell you, a lot of lawyers listen to this show because they call me or email and let me know about it. At Empire State Bank, they specialize in providing innovative financial solutions, personal service, and industry expertise to run and grow your business. Now, it doesn't have to be a law firm business. It can be any business. But specifically, they have a program for lawyers. They understand the intricacies of the law and have designed designed a banking program built with specialized financial solutions to meet the needs of attorneys and law firms. Attorney Advantage Banking is a suite of innovative financial solutions designed to help run and grow your practice more efficiently and safely. Empire State Bank also provides comprehensive treasury management and fraud protection tools, including business online and mobile banking, online wire transfers, and check positive pay services to ensure fraud protection. I can tell you fraud protection is very important when you're an attorney. It's important for all of us, but for lawyers, it's extremely important. So take your legal firm to the next level with Attorney Advantage Banking from Empire State Bank with locations in Staten Island, Brooklyn, and Queens. Call Empire State Bank today at 833-393-7700. 
That is 833-393-7700. Visit ESBNA.com. That's ESBNA.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. It's Dr. Lederman speaking with 007 about prostate cancer. You're 007. The real 007. I was diagnosed in 2005 with prostate cancer. I requested a biopsy. Why? Going up, I got a biopsy that I had cancer in my prostate. And then the doctor told you, hey, you got to have... Surgery. Did your doctor tell you about Dr. Lederman and radiosurgery? It's his bread and butter to operate. Not only do they leave the cancer behind, which is the most important thing, but you're incontinent and your sex life is kaput. I knew about your uh, treatment, which was very easy to do. Fifteen years later, your PSA is zero. My uh, urinary life is okay. And my sex life is very good. For more cancer information, call Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices. Two and two choices. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. 1384 Broadway. Call Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices. Two and two choices. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. 88. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970. The answer. 23 degrees. We have clear skies on this Monday evening. What's going on? We have the answer. Over 1,400 unvaccinated city workers have lost their jobs. The group was terminated on Friday for defying the city's vaccine mandate. A city official said almost all the workers that had already been on paid leave for more than three months. In the meantime, 939 city employees decided at the last second to get vaccinated, and they kept their jobs. New York Republican lawmakers are presenting an amendment on whether to remove the statewide school mask mandate. Scott Pringle has more. Republican State Senator Daphne Jordan criticizes Governor Hochul for not giving specifics on what it'll take for her to remove the school mask mandate. New Yorkers deserve to know which metrics and so-called science the governor's administration used to make this misguided decision that keeps the masks on our school children. Republicans also argue children are being treated unfairly since adults no longer need to mask up inside businesses. Hochul has said she'll reevaluate coronavirus data in early March when students return from the break and may make a decision then on masks. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. A judge overseeing Sarah Palin's defamation suit against the New York Times says he'll be dismissing the case. Deliberations are still underway for a second day, but the judge says... Regardless of their decision, he decided her lawyers failed to make their case. Palin sued over an editorial that falsely linked her to a mass shooting. She can still appeal the judge's decision. Taking a look at the traffic across the Hudson, back to New Jersey at the Holland Tunnel, a 15 to 20 minute wait. Citybound side, about 15 from 1 and 9. 15 to 20 out at the Lincoln Tunnel, 5 to 10 on the citybound side. And the George Washington Bridge building up to about a 5 to 10 minute delay for both levels coming into town and heavy across the span. Clear skies tonight, overnight low of 18. Sunshine tomorrow, high 33. Sunshine for Wednesday, high 46. And cloudy with showers likely Thursday, high of 49. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Bill McCuddy from GoldDerby.com and the Accutron podcast. He is a media critic and a friend of mine and a fellow friar at the Friars Club. And, Bill, I wanted to get back to you. Were there any commercials that you picked up on that kind of bomb that just, you know, fell flat? And well, I wouldn't more, call more it a, the There wasn't anything that was embarrassing. I, does Lindsay Lohan, as we mentioned before the break, really go to Planet Fitness? I doubt it. But that, the, those spots now feel like a Bob Hope special. It's just a bunch of stars like Shatner and, and uh, Dennis Rodman sort of shoehorned into this Planet Fitness. Uh, look, I think Pete Davidson is not that funny on SNL, and I didn't find him that funny selling mayonnaise. Um, right. <laughs> and the, the Will Smith Bel Air thing where they did 
this kind of uh, remix of the opening of that classic old show was done like a like a spot in the middle of COVID with all user generated footage and Will sitting at home and and everybody else has got their mask off and they're all going into television studios and recording commercials now. So that felt a little bit behind for me. All right, uh, let's jump. Let's jump to the halftime show. So there was a lot of hype around the halftime show. Um, by the way, I forget who sang the national anthem, but I thought she was spectacular. Um, yeah, that was uh, yeah, sure, yeah, too. But yeah, I but I won ten bucks on the coin toss. Oh, God bless you. I don't I don't gamble, sir. I'm a I'm a purist. So talk about the halftime show real quick. I mean, you know, my mom and dad yeah, are looking to have like and. You know, it, it's the first time in history that it's been devoted to one genre like hip-hop, and the first time ever for hip-hop from beginning to end. And, you know, Snoop Dogg was, I thought, fine. I mean, the, the big missed joke there was as soon as he took the stage, I wanted, uh, I wanted to see Martha Stewart either at home in the kitchen, like, going, yeah, or that, what was that Malibu Barbie giant house that they were all dancing around in? Yeah. I mean. Uh, Martha could have been in the kitchen of that, but you had Dr. Dre, you had Kendrick Lamar, um, you, you had Eminem, as you mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, Fifty Cent I, made him. Fifty Cent him. made a surprise appearance. Did you say? Yeah, Fifty Cent, upside down, uh, the way we expect to find Fifty Cent. I guess I don't know. Uh, I I thought I saw Eminem lip syncing. I didn't see anyone else really, and I'm sure they all do it for the Super Bowl. But he was literally pulling his mic down at times when he was still talking. So. Uh, or singing, I should say. And what was you know, the social media reaction to the halftime show? Well, what is, what's I the mean, word around the campfire? Predictably, people like LeBron James said, "Oh my God, this is the best, greatest halftime show I've ever seen." Bobby Flay jumped in and was widely reported as saying, "You know, he and his wife were crying. This was like the greatest halftime show they'd ever seen." Let's not forget that this is all about the NFL, kind of one trying to get a younger audience for for something that just keeps aging out every year, but also um, in Colin Kaepernick and the whole, that, that whole thing, this was trying to uh, mea culpa to that. And so they literally uh, made a knee-jerk reaction with the halftime show. Uh, is hip-hop everyone's cup of tea? I mean, the way Larry David we were talking about earlier in the commercials? Uh, no, but I thought, the, I thought the show was very, very entertaining. And, uh, you know, it had, a, it had a beat, and I could dance to it. Well, two things is, is I, I didn't realize at the end of Eminem's song. So he was the right. He knelt, believe, the he only Caucasian up there. He takes a knee. I didn't. I didn't right. see the, you know, the the, the symbolism, the symbolic nature There's of subtleties, that. Subtleties, Arthur. Subtleties are yeah. Lost that that went over my head. And you know, since you mentioned what I do for a living. I, I people said, oh, the dancing was incredible. The dancing was incredible, and I'm not saying it wasn't. But for me, having all of these guys dance and their uniform, their costume is prison gear, and this is supposed well, to be yeah, trying to get a black, younger. I mean, you know, that's not my did, scene. Which, th that looked to me like um, the Supreme Court justices were there. Um, yeah, look, it's it's a lot of show to cram into one. Uh, you know, twelve-minute period, I think, is what it was, and I, you know. But what's hold on? Let's let's be serious. Let's let's let's, let's pretend so. like the best halftime show I've ever seen. No, no. Let's pretend like we're we're you know intellectuals for a second. The message, right? You just said that you want they were trying to attract a younger audience, and the dancers are dressed in prison gear. What message is that saying? It's <laughs> it's it's highlighting and glorifying. Prison, right? I mean, uh, it, that's what it's doing. It's 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 well, glorifying prison. Well, that genre can't help but that genre can't help but glorifying a lot, you know, a gangster lifestyle. And uh, so it they they cleaned up. They took out out of Dre's one of Dre's songs about uh, not liking the popo. That whether that was the network or his own decision, you know, you got to look at when you're doing a hip hop show for the Super Bowl. You got to sort of examine your lyrics and go, is this going to play? Um, the other subtlety that was completely lost that people are writing about today is that SoFi Stadium is in Inglewood, the birthplace of rap and hip-hop for people like Dre. And, and that again, that was like, oh, really? Then that matters to no one except the people who love these artists. And uh, so it was a tribute to them, and it was a good halftime show. But you're right. It had some mixed messages. So let me ask you the last question, and I'll let you go. Um... 
It's Valentine's Day. What are what are Bill McCuddy's Valentine's Day? Either your favorite movies or your favorite Valentine's Day kisses in movies or the romantic. I'll give you. You could uh, set the the parameters. Well, you know, it's funny because at GoldDerby.com, I mentioned that we picked the best sports movies, and uh, today we're talking about the best romantic comedies. And number one is Casablanca. So in terms of losing a young audience, they all just went who. But uh, that's a great, great, great one. Oh, that's our number one. For me, there's a little movie called Say Anything uh, oh, sure. that I, I loved uh, about great a music. boxer and a girl that's uh, leaving for, it's a high school graduation coming of age kind of movie that Cameron Crowe did at the beginning of his career. And that is easily one of my favorites. We have a really lousy one that I want to warn everyone who's got a Valentine date from going to, unless you've already bought the tickets, and that's J-Lo and Owen Wilson. Uh, opening this weekend in Marry Me. Uh, really? J-Lo's yeah. like the queen of those movies. In, those romantic comedies. Yeah. She was. Not any longer, huh? Not All right, you heard it, you're hearing it here first on AM 970 The Answer. Bill, I want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, Always a pleasure, and, buddy. And jumping on. And it's uh, goldderby.com and the Accutron Show. They could just find you on uh, the regular podcast uh, situations. Just listen to regular TV because I do voiceovers for things like ask your doctor about Plavix. And, uh, <laughs> okay. I don't want to ask my doctor about Plavix. All right. Thank you so much, Bill. Thanks. Be well. So, you know, I was talking to Bill about um, romantic comedies, and then there's, there's these other lists about the be- the most uh, beautiful kiss, the most beautiful on-screen kiss, uh, and it's also on the Gold Derby um, website. And number ten, ready for this, Lady and the Tramp. I like that, 1955. Number nine, ready. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this because I've never seen this movie, and my wife is like, "How could you have never seen Dirty Dancing, 1988?" But I think I don't know. I was in college, and it just I don't know. I just slipped off my radar. Number eight at, in 2005 is Brokeback Mountain. Number seven, the 2002 original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. That's when he's hanging upside down and she pull and it's pouring rain and she pulls down his mask and she gives him an upside down kiss. That's a great one. Number six, wonderful, wonderful. Another, another, uh, the same star as Dirty Dancing, who's no longer with us, Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore in Ghost. What a great flick. Number five, 1984. That's a high school movie for me, 16 Candles with Molly Ringwall. Uh, number four, one of the greatest of all time, Gone with the Wind with Clark Gable and Vivian Lee. Number three, The Notebook. With Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, 2004. I um, can't, I remember the movie, but I don't remember this whole sexy kiss thing. Number two, I watched this when I got hit with the COVID right before, during Christmas week, Titanic, 1997. Until not that long ago, the number one grossing movie of all time. And number one, no, kissing, it's too personal. Prostitute Vivian said and who played Vivian? Julia Roberts. She never kisses on the lips. So we know when she sits on the bed and tenderly kisses Edward, played by Richard Gere, on his lips, that it is a signal to a change in their relationship. And I watched uh, Pretty Woman not that long ago, 1990, uh, just a few years ago, and uh, it still holds up. So I hope you're celebrating Valentine's Day uh, right now as we speak or preparing. Maybe you're going to be swinging from the chandeliers after dinner, or maybe you're just going to be sitting home petting your doggy, or maybe you're going to go to a bar by yourself and have some fun, watch the Olympics or something like that. But uh, just remember, there's someone out there who loves you. If, uh, if you don't think so, you're wrong because everybody is loved. Everybody needs somebody to love, as the Blues Brothers say. And if you, if you look for it, you'll find it. Stay, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
The markets have indigestion. Is that the best way to describe it? Uh, tonight on Radio Night Live, we talk money and looking forward to having you with us, along with some great tips on stocks that are beating the odds. Hillary Kramer will be with me. We get underway at 7. It's Radio Night Live. It's Money Night. We'll see you then. I'm Stuart Varney, and this is the Fox Business Report. Stocks kicking off the week in the red as investors monitor the developing situation in Ukraine and at the same time worry about tighter monetary policy from the Federal Reserve. James Buller, president of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, once again reiterated his call for the central bank to take the aggressive step of raising its benchmark interest rate by a full percentage point by July the 1st. The Dow falling 172 points, the Nasdaq down a fraction, S&P 500 down 17. And Ava shares dipped slightly in the extended session, even after the car rental company reported higher sales in the fourth quarter as revenue per day and rental days continue to increase from the previous quarter. And Advanced Auto Parts reported higher sales but a lower profit in its recent quarter as certain headwinds ate away at the automotive parts sellers' improvements in pricing, inventory, and brand expansion. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. Inflation just broke a nearly 40-year record thanks to Biden's out-of-control spending, and every second you are losing more of your hard-earned savings. But you can fight back. With a gold IRA from Birch Gold, you can protect your retirement from this outright theft. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I'm one of Birch Gold's many happy customers. To learn how to set up your own gold IRA, text the word SHELTER to 989898. Do it now, today. Text SHELTER to 989898. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. started celebrating can you believe this 496 i didn't know this i'm learning this right now thank you alexa jack who gave me these valentine day fact i mean i know i am so not objective but it all starts in italy i mean the whole world you know starts in italy just just keep that in mind and i didn't know this i mean i, I figured out san valentino i'm making this up meanwhile why is it february 14th that's the date that saint valentine of rome who died on that day uh, they, they, he died on that day in 269. Try to fathom how many years ago that was in your brain and the accomplishments of humankind since then. But then 200-some years later, that's when they made it a holiday and because that's when the idea of courting became popular. I guess that means dating. In Italy, St. Valentine's keys... Those are what's given, the keys are given to lovers as a romantic symbol and an invitation to unlock the giver's heart. That's amazing because when I was in Florence with Marianne, when we were quote unquote courting, we went on the Ponte Vecchio where they have all of the jewelry stores and we went in and after, I mean, it's so overwhelming how much jewelry and how many different things without knowing any of this, guess what I bought her? I bought her a key that goes around her neck. Which, of course, she doesn't wear anymore because she wears something that little Arthur gave her. Whatever. So I wear the key now because, you know, I want her to unlock the key to my heart. 190 million Valentines are sent each year in the United States of America. Half of those are given to family members other than the husband and the wife, usually to children. And Cupid, who is portrayed for Valentine's Day, is a Cupid is the Greek 
God of love. And just as a warning, if anybody has traveled and is listening overseas, you do not want to talk about St. Valentine's Day in Indonesia, Pakistan, and Saudi Arabia, and probably Iran as well, due to beliefs that the holiday conflicts with Islamic culture. So now you know everything about Valentine's Day. We had a little bit of a lighthearted show today, and the reason for that is because over the weekend I spoke to a radio personality of which of whom I respect the most, I guess, yeah, whom I respect the most, um, who has been listening to every one of our shows, and he really enjoyed my piece with Lawrence Taylor and the lighthearted stuff that we do. He says I deliver it quite well, especially towards the end of the day when people may have a little bit of overload of news and information and keeping it light and fun and friendly is actually a welcome change to the AM dial. <clears throat> but I'm going to fly in the face of his advice and end the show talking about what took place today with Eric Adams up in Albany. He met with his former colleagues when he was in the Senate and he gave a big speech and he has a 90 day plan to uh, it's the 2022 90 day crime plan to curb gun violence uh, and what they're looking to do is they're going They put a list together of all of last year's trigger pullers, as he called them. Um, and so that they are in some database that the NYPD now will have at their fingertips. He's going to direct uh, the commissioner to put more patrols in the areas where has which have the highest rates of gun violence. And, uh, you know, it, it, look. Honestly, this is no, this is nothing new. This is nothing unique. This was all started with Rudy Giuliani and um, Police Commissioner Baratton and Jack Maples almost 30 years ago now when they said, let's just take all of the incidents of violence, let's put them all into a computer database, all of the addresses, and then let the computer spit out really where we need to concentrate uh, our forces. And that's what they did. And they, they, I mean, I was at these meetings. I was a young prosecutor, and I was assigned to go and, and listen. And Police Commissioner Bratton or Jack Maples, sometimes one would run the meetings, sometimes the other. You know, they would target, obviously I was in Brooklyn, so these were the Brooklyn precincts, but they did it for the whole city on different days. And they would call these police captains and the XOs of these precincts to the carpet. And, you know, what are you doing on this exact street? What are you doing about the drug dealing in this exact building? They use technology to micro-target the areas of that were problematic. And basically that's what Eric Adams is saying uh, right now. Now, he was on the force when this was going on, so he knows how it works. To people who don't know about crime fighting, this may seem like some uni- unique novel idea, but it's really... It's really uh, tried and true started in the Giuliani administration followed through with Ray Kelly in the in the Bloomberg administration which is let's use the 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 knowledge and the the technology that we have to come up with these algorithms to show exactly what street what corners what buildings to put patrol cars and to put undercover detectives to really focus on this crime problem In other crime news, prosecutors in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office have lowered bail uh, on a person, on a a criminal defendant who is accused of shooting two people, including an 81-year-old bystander. Why are they lowering the bail from $500,000 to $100,000? Because this particular defendant has gotten beat up. He's 20 years old, has gotten beat up so many times in Rikers Island that the punishment is so severe for him that the defense attorney, who I know, Brian Kennedy, who's an excellent lawyer, um, he said, look, I'm putting a bail package together that my guy, my family can afford to get him home. It's $100,000. It's not like it's $10,000. He's definitely going to come back, but he's getting killed in the, not literally killed, but close to literally killed. I mean, he's gotten beaten several times. Why? Because he's not in a gang. And he hasn't been able to affiliate himself with, a, with a, a gang to protect him. So they're releasing him from prison. That is not how the system is supposed to work. That's not how we fix the system. It's a disgrace that in New York City we can't keep someone detained pending trial and keep them safe. So we have to let them out because we can't see, keep them safe. That, that, that needs to be addressed. And obviously the situation at Rikers Island, as we've been covering, is dire. <clears throat> Finally... 
under the good news, there is a new ferry in Staten Island, and um, it is named after a sergeant who gave his life in Afghanistan in the line of duty. And uh, there was a nice ceremony today. It was for Army Staff Sergeant Michael Olis. And um, it's, you know, it's nice that Staten Islanders are getting a little love. Tomorrow we will cover something that happened today in the Sarah Palin case that is very, very rare. Ready for this? The jury is still deliberating as we speak, as the show. They probably just broke for the night. Um, The judge has already said if they come back with a verdict in favor of Sarah Palin, he is going to dismiss the charges, saying uh, dismiss the, the liability against the New York Times, saying that Sarah Palin's lawyer did not prove that the Times acted in malice. Typically, the judge would dismiss that before it goes to the jury. But here he said the uh, he thinks it's going to be helpful to the appellate court because Miss Palin will be able to appeal to hear what the jury decides. Uh, it's just very, very rare. And maybe we'll have an expert on tomorrow to discuss that and other legal matters in the news. I hope you enjoy this lighter edition of the Idola Power Hour. I hope you're having fun. Happy St. Valentine's Day. Love, hugs, and kisses. We love you. We love you, Marianne. Thank you for being my Valentine. And welcome, Ariana. Ciao. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver for the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.